I'm Sir Flobojan Thunderhammer. And I'm Teflon Frosthammer. And I'm Cabbage Tidehammer. And this is Whack. If Ampguard Knighthood means anything, you can't knife a motherfucker and keep it. And the thing that people need to understand essentially about arts and sciences events is that your scores don't matter. Do you want a black phoenix or a white phoenix? Jeez, language, man. We're yeah, on right. a freaking podcast, for fuck's sake. Mind-blowing experience, right? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wacked, where we discuss topics important to the Kingdom of Winter's Edge, interview the AmpGuard community at large, talk with interesting people from around the foam-fighting world. This week, we have Subway of AmpGuard. Are we still allowed to say of AmpGuard? No, it's Footlong. Subway yeah, Subway Footlong. footlong. Okay, mm. sorry. Uh, we have Subway Footlong on uh, with us, and we actually have a full room today. We have all of the hammers here. We have Cabbage. And hello, uh, we have Teflon. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, and we also have Vidalia here who's working on some art for the show for us. Just scream at the mic in its general direction. Hi. Yeah, that kind of got it. <laughs> um, so, Jay, uh, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, I'm going to use these interchangeably because I have a hard time calling you Subway. So for everyone listening at home, Jay is Subway uh, here. Subway, how long have you been in the game now and how'd you get started? Um, 20 ish. What are you doing there, Jeff? He was thumbing 2002 up 2000, is when yeah. I started. Okay. And you said that you started 2003. Yeah. So yeah. however many, 17 years ish. Is that right? Yep. I do math. Um, I started because we were all nerds in high school. Uh, my friends. Yeah. Believe it or not. Uh, they were in the Lord of the Rings was big. And they were also into Star Wars. So Crispy, uh, Piccolo, Ryan, they, all my high school buds, they would do their own Star Wars fanfic film, as I guess you want to do at that stage. And they were out at the college doing lightsaber duels, and they looked across the way. Just to be clear, none of you guys were the Star Wars kid, correct? I was not, no. They were not. Okay. So they looked across and they saw other people doing the same thing. They're like, huh, wait, there's foam on the sticks instead of just dowel rods. That's a really good idea. Let's go ask them for other ideas. So they would go over. Turns out it was AmpGuard. So from that point, I was still in Maine at the time. So they called me up and they're like, dude, you got to come down and do this thing. And I thought AmpGuard was somehow tied to WinAmp. And I'm like, I don't understand that at all. I mean, no one's ever bought a Winamp license. Maybe this is how they make their money. Yeah. So I was like, what are you guys talking about? So when I finally moved back down and they showed me, I'm like, oh, nothing as the music app. But yeah, <laughs> I've been in ever since that point. So about 17-ish years. So you, you would have started then on 7.0? No, 6.0. No? 6.0, shit. Because that thing was around for 10 plus years, I think. Yeah, right. And when you started, now you you were a member of Mystic Glade for quite some time, but when you started, you were not. You started with the other park, uh, Sleeping Dragon, which we've discussed on the show before. Mm-hmm. How Do you remember about how long you were out at Sleeping Dragon before you decided to make the switch? And what kind of pushed you to do that? Uh, I would say it'd probably be about three-ish years. Yeah, it should be about three or four years. Yeah, because um, there was the splinter of the splinter of the splinter, so like... Jeff was Radiant Valley, I was Sleepy Dragon, and we knew there was a Mystic Glade, but we had never been because they were assholes, is what we were told. 
It was and true. It's not you wrong. were right. Yeah. yeah. So I played at Sleepy Dragon forever and a day. And then we went over to RV in Oak Ridge. What was 30-ish minute drive difference? Yeah, it's 25, 30 minutes, depending yeah. on where you're at. So we did that for quite a while. And then it got to the point where we were bored and we wanted a better challenge, I guess. And so we swung out to Mystic Glade where you clowns were. Just- I think you guys like hit an event of, of Sleeping Dragon or RV or something like that is how we found out about you guys. Uh, or at least that's vaguely what I remember. Yeah, because uh, Chunk was there. It, oh man, I hate to admit this, but Chunk is the first guy who taught me any kind of footwork. He was he oh. was great. Chunk, Holy shit! No, Chunk was great for going and talking to new people. He was wonderful mm-hmm. for going and talking to other parks. He was just a big, goofy, fun guy. Oh, to I love Chunk. You he know, it's annoying as all get out, but yeah. I love the man. <laughs> he was great to have at field uh, all the time. And but afterwards you were done. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, there's a story about Chunk that I want to get into later. Did he really shit in a drawer at a at a hotel? Yes. Okay, I need to hear that whole thing. I thought it was apocryphal because every time it gets told, it's like even more dramatic than the last time. And like no, it overfilled you, you the drawer. You covered it. He shit in the drawer. I don't. Yeah. Know. Who saw it and everything? That would be the, uh, a flow story later on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. I don't want to sidetrack now, but <laughs> put a pin in that. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't streamers coming down from the ceiling. We didn't. <laughs> He just dropped trial and plopped it in the drawer. Fuck. So, <laughs> man, that was probably the uh, the record yeah. time of derailing, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I think it was one of the ones I wanted to ask on Shalazar's episode, but we didn't get around to it because we had other stuff going on. So I wanted to make sure it gets into this episode. But, he would yeah. actually be a better one to tell the story, honestly. Yeah, there is okay. a lot more to um, that. <laughs> so yeah, it, for, for those that don't know, uh, Subway's one of the people that reviews our episodes for they come out and kind of talks with us and, and talks shop on uh, positive critiques and negative critiques and things like that. So uh, going off topic wasn't my fault this time. Mark that in your, yes, in your book. That is um, correct. That was cabbage all the way. So <laughs> um, 30 lashings. So you guys were kind of a uh, big fish in a little pond out there. Yeah. Uh, Sleepy Dragon was very, uh, the term then was flurby. Um, they yeah. were very, they were the last pick on the dodgeball team kind of thing. Uh, sure. A lot of kids were, were pretty cool. They're good hearted. Yeah, a lot sure. of them were just goobers. Um, but we came from, we were definitely not sports enthusiasts but we were more physically fit than a lot of them were. So we right. quickly became big fish, little pond went to RV where we met Jeff and them at the time. He was only what? Eight. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> literally 14 or 15 probably. Yeah. Like he was still, then we had to help him tie his shoes before park every day. It was a little rough. <laughs> and then eventually there we, I can't say we ran circles around them, but it was very few people could actually keep up so we heard about the glade we went to the glade you guys were leaps and bounds beyond us because we still had gigantic camp pad weapons I, I so i remember this is this is the first time that you came out and you had the football helmet shield right yes yeah so talk talk a little bit about uh, uh <laughs> not the football helmet shield though. That, <laughs> that's a funny story uh talk to me a little bit about uh amp guard around that time because i know that you had started making the switch over to Glade, but you weren't primarily, you weren't going out to Glade only. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's a better way to say that. You were still going to sleep your RV or something, yeah? Yeah, well, at that time, we were blessed with way too much amp guard. Yeah. So at that time, before I had responsibilities, before family, before any of that. So fighter practice on Wednesdays at the local college. Saturday was Sleepy Dragon. Sunday was RV. And then I think Sundays was Mystic Glade, correct? It was, yeah. So we would alternate between there. And at that point, uh, my most, if not all of my friends, who are also not physically fit in any way, they could not keep up at the Glade. And you guys sucked. So they're like, fuck yeah. those guys. And they just stopped coming. I was have a mental condition where I don't quite get it. So I just kept abusing myself by going out every single time. Yeah. And so a lot of those friends that, I mean, we're still friends with them today. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you were talking about the fact that they were doing lightsaber battles and stuff like that. At least one of them I know actually joined the 501st. Mm-hmm. And Oh yeah. Crispy's in the 501st. He's actually, I think he's moving in, if not already, uh, one of the leaders of this region. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's just a lot of paperwork. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, he he's a great dude. He was super gung ho, but then they just kept having like paperwork and more paperwork, and then issues. He's like, "Ugh, why yeah. did I do this?" Welcome to office. I just wanted to be a stormtrooper. I don't understand. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> God, he's made that I can count like six different stormtrooper suits. Oh, uh, that's just, crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's got a million different kind of kits. Like he, he was into the arts and science in our game. He was. Yeah. And you know, we don't award anybody for the work they do. So he said, fuck that. I'm going to go do something else that people actually credit me for. So he joined the 501st. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this touches back on, on something we've harped on quite a bit here. Uh, brag on your friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to keep on saying it. Brag on your friends. Brag on people that aren't your friends. If you see something really cool that somebody's done, I don't care if you 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 don't know them. Mm-hmm. You know, go over talk to them. It's a it's a good way to start a conversation. Hey man, that's a pretty cool suit of armor. That's a pretty cool bracer. Uh, is a, is that a new sword? Did you make it? You know, these are really good questions that can kind of spring off and stuff like that. With the attitude that Mystic Glade had at the time, I don't think that it would have kept all of those guys in the game, but I think it would have helped. Right. Right. Uh, to some degree. Uh, the culture was very different back then. The uh, focus was exceptionally different back then to what it is now. It was. So, and plus the park rivalries also put a lot of friction to that. So it wasn't necessarily anybody's fault. Yeah. But there was, oh, you're from that park? I don't like you. Like, you've covered mm-hmm. that on when you dealt with the house hunters of the wolf and shell and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, It was very tribalistic, and the the overall attitude, if I could sum it up in a village people song, would definitely be like macho, macho man, sort of. Yeah, which is crazy because everybody on a personal level is really cool. Everyone's mostly chill, relaxed. They have their own positives. And then you just kind of lump them into dressing funny and getting out on a field swinging foam sticks and they Mm. become very tribalistic. Well, this is the whole, like, none of us is as bad as all of us, right? Yeah. You know, um, also kind of side note, there was, uh, four parks during that time that was around this area within, depending upon which one, like 30 minutes away from each other. Yeah. There was Pantour in Lower City. There was RV in Oak Ridge. There was Mystic Glade in a, in Farragut? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Close, yeah. Uh, and uh, which is another part of Knoxville, 
and then also uh, Sleeping Dragon, which was in a slightly different part of Knoxville. Um, so all if we combine if we were under current times, not all of those parks could exist at the same time um, <clears throat> because we were too close together. Uh, and the unique sign-ins for that would have been close to kingdom level uh, sign-ins. It would yeah. probably be close to 50 at least unique, Easy. if not all the way up to the 75. Yeah. Um, just a weird kind of thing that happened in our area. And sadly, we have not capitalized on that again. No, but we are, we, we have uh, a, we've had a monarchy team in for a couple of years now that have really been pushing towards that. And we have a whole lot of support from different people at the park, you know, Uteflon and, uh, uh, and Beefy have really been helping out people like Cabbage and Vidalia and uh, who else? Z and a and whole Boop lot, too. Yeah, yeah, and Boop. A whole lot of other people that have just been bringing a lot of new blood into our park. I don't think we can ever get back the people that we lost. But I think that what we're doing differently now is that the older people that we have are more accepting of people that don't just want to come out and try yeah. to be a sword knight. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing that, like, looking back where we made the mistake is there was two reasons why RV slash Mystic Glade died down to what it is now. Well, they're coming back up to now, right? Sure. Um, one of them was we traveled too much. Um, so we weren't as regular at the normal park date. So the people who, you know, didn't get to travel, didn't have money or whatever. Um, or just did, the people that weren't the in crowd and the cool kids. Yeah, didn't exactly. Get, didn't get the invite onto the bus. Right. Um, they that didn't get to you. <laughs> Gee, did I sound bitter when I said <laughs> I voted you off the island. They uh, didn't man. have the, the weekly basis, the weekly check-ins, basically, right? Um, and two, uh, it was the the more move to fighting overall, to, to, not, to ditch fighting or one-on-one fighting rather than battle games. And so this is where I think that Sleeping Dragon actually had, Sleeping Dragon slash RV, uh, old school RV, had the... Um, Closest to the, it right in the area. Yes. Yep. Well, so this is this is something, too, that Imhog said on his episode. Have you gotten a chance to listen to that yet? Nope. It'll be coming out. Boy, this is going to be weird for listeners because in the timeline, it's kind of weird. But it'll be coming out this Friday, which will be November 20-something for yeah. people listening to this in the future. Uh, 20th. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should be the Christmas episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can do that. Uh, that's on a Friday. We won't release this until Christmas, everyone. Yeah. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't even been Thanksgiving yet. Um, but one of the things Imhog said on his episode was that um, now is actually kind of a peak time to grow AmpGuard um, on the immediate heels of COVID because people have been stuck inside. They're just playing D&D. Um, they've been listening to D and D podcasts because I mean, it's been almost a year. What the fuck else do people have to do? Right. So these are going to be people that are actually taking the opportunity to get outside now once COVID is truly over with. And those are the people we have to target and doing battle games, doing quests, doing role play stuff is how to get them. Yes. One thing that's been noted is, uh, between, uh, the rise in people playing disc golf, as well as the, um, uh, plastics being in a shortage due to COVID stuff. Uh, they're having trouble keeping discs on the uh, on the shelves, so that plays into people are looking for something to do outside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I may derail for just a, a brief moment, we I'm don't sure. do that on this show. I mean, no, it's no your derails. episode, right? Yeah, mine. <laughs> it's all mine. Uh, I want to first and foremost thank all of you for this podcast. I think what you're doing, what you've done so far, what you continue to do is amazing, and I want you to at least understand the appreciation that I have 
And hopefully everyone else will also appreciate because like you said, with COVID D and D podcasts and things like that, this helps keep the spark alive since we haven't had amp guard in forever. Uh-huh. It's the I'm best Christmas lie. gift I could have gotten, and it's November. <laughs> yeah, <right>. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. It's kind of done it for me, too. Like, I, I haven't been involved in the earlier episodes, but, like, uh, directly anyway, they they did the same thing as Jay. I was one of the kind of test guys to listen to things, right? But, um, like, it, it refocused, because I've been pretty much absent from AmpGuard in, in thought space and everything. Uh, but having this brought me back, and it's got me built the walls and all kinds of other stuff, too. Yeah, well... A lot of the guests that you've had on, I've never met, I've never spoke with, not even stared at. Yeah. But after listening to them, I now know what I have in common with them. I'm very comfortable just going up to them at an event and striking up a conversation. You know, hey, I heard your episode, you know. Yeah, I hear you liked blah, blah, blah. Me too. And then just have a conversation. And I think that is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you both. Yeah, thank you. Jeff. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so funny story with with Teflon not being on the podcast up oh, until sorry, recently. I just, I, I'm having fun watching Lauren's face because she is the fantastic artist for all the little gooky faces. Yeah, she's just in the corner listening and she's, oh, she, hold up what you're working on because this looks really cool. Can you? Because everyone can see this, by the way. Oh, I don't yeah. care. Listen, this <laughs> is podcasting poison. It. it is a screen. Oh, it's Linden's. Uh, yeah, it's Dame Linden. Yeah, she's it's fantastic. Drawing. Yeah. Boy, you it's- suck at describing. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, okay. Um, Lauren, you're on my Pictionary team. Uh, oh, God. No, she oh, loves Pictionary. So and you're you can't- off. Oh, man. Oh, God. We're on him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just draw a line because we're I in the damn drift. Who wants me on their team? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, okay. Funny thing about Jeff not being on the podcast. Why did I steal your pen? Up until just now. Um, so Flo and I were talking about this and Jeff came on for an episode before like a kind of an interstitial, like midweek episode. And, uh, Flo and I both just assumed he was coming back for the the episode that was the next day. And we finished the podcast and I was like, Oh, Jeff couldn't make it. Yeah. He's like, I don't know that we invited him. Yeah. And he goes, I kind of want it to be a Beltline thing. And I was like, I thought it was, I think none of us invited Jeff. And we're like, I was like, Flow were assholes. Yeah, we, we never told him the plan. We yes. never told him the plan. So. so many days I would come over and be like, oh, Jeff couldn't make it? And he's like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> no one said shit to him. So sorry, by the way. Right, so I did deal. say at the start of the episode, Mr. Glade's a bunch of assholes. Yeah, we <laughs> um, so uh, now around this time, mm-hmm. topic shift, around this time, you one of those on the damn thing <laughs> uh, we don't have topic shift we have a beep like like if somebody did a, did a cuss no it's no. like you don't you we don't need it's that loud yeah <laughs> well, okay let me turn it down what are the buttons do we have on here i figure what they all no. do we need please. a transition noise no, please don't this transition is the perfect noise. time to... no you're gonna yeah that's porn. Oh, transition music yeah there transition we go. we're going back in time all right, Welcome transition. back to the show, everyone. <laughs> God, I hate it. Man, this oh. is definitely WKRP now. Either yeah. I, That's either going to be our new transition or it's the beginning of our new sex album. I'm not sure <laughs> which one. We can cut it out. Why not both? Yeah, right. So you have uh, moved from going to a couple of different parks now. You're drifting into just Mystic Glade. I was a member of Mystic Glade at this mm-hmm. time. Um, the The timeline here isn't necessarily important, but some time passes you end up joining the Triads, which is a fighting company that uh, that Teflon uh, was in, you were in, I was in, and we start doing quite a bit of travel there. Mm-hmm. So you get to see a whole lot of the wider Amp Guard world. Yeah, that's when the... I actively started traveling the Amped world. 
and uh, some time passes there. Uh, you end up uh, leaving the triads. Teflon ends up uh, leaving them as well for mm-hmm. your own personal reasons. But I want to kind of key back in on something that happens a little bit after that because you end up uh, forming this new fighting company. And this new fighting company, the idea is that it's just a whole bunch of friends and it's going to be silly fun times. And I know that both of you, at least one of the things that was factoring in is there was quite a bit of travel going on there and you get kind of burnt out. I mean, we were, we were seriously going once or twice a month, either down to Florida or, or over to Colorado or yeah. Texas or rising winds occasionally to yeah, rising winds. Like we literally went nearly every kingdom at the time, um, except for the Texas kingdoms for whatever reason. They were mean. Um, (laughs) That was about every two years. But so this then, like you had, you had been on what I'm going to call a very serious side of Amgard. The very, this was kind of the, the late nineties, early aughts was the golden age for the fighting companies. Mm -hmm. All of the fighting company events were out there that we were going to. There was a huge focus on fighting companies and got to be the best and got to beat up everyone else. And unfortunately what comes with that is a lot of really bad attitudes I, it doesn't have to, but I've never seen it not when in mass, right? This yeah. go, this goes back to the whole thing of having one, two, three people having a local fighting company at your park. It might have been okay there, but then when you get all of them together, it's it it's this ego uh, contest. Flo likes and, to call it the attitude era of Amthgard. I do. I call it the attitude era. Oh, oh. man, that's right. Yeah, that's pretty um, accurate. <laughs> and so you guys, in the midst of all of this create a fighting company and the idea is just to have fun. And it, it really goes against uh, the, the, the norm that's going on there. Talk to me a little bit about that time and, and what was going on and who all was involved in this. All right. So it actually started before that. So we, with the Baganagas, it's a great name. Nick came up with the name because he really didn't understand how words worked. <laughs> When we were trying to come up with fighting company names, he just started spouting off noises. What, wasn't he naming like weapons from one of like the Dreamcast games or something? Yeah. He couldn't pronounce like Barakas or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> like, sure, buddy. That's yeah, that's what we'll call ourselves. So this all stemmed back. So back in the Sleepy Dragon days, this was I had a fighting company with all my high school friends. Sure. We were not good. By the way, Jay had spider legs like, was it Coolio? Coolio. Yeah, during this time. Yep. More specifically, Twisted from uh, the ICP crew. Um, Yeah, I was awesome. But we had our fighting company. We were, Sleepy Dragon was super into battle games. So fighting was not even in our fighting thing. We were all mages of some kind. It was pathetic, but we loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. From there, some of the other kids, uh, my brother played with me. He is five years younger. PBD, you guys talked about him. Yeah. And you got his arrow story incorrect. Oh, we'll have to get... Yeah. We should have him on. We should have him on to correct it. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I need to correct Jeff on so many other stories. You should definitely, <laughs> anytime you ask, hey, how did that happen? Talk to the person that was there or did it. Because there's yeah. always details missing. He's almost correct on most of it, but missing. So these kids were there, uh, five years my younger, so he started making friends in the game. And these kids had actual talent, where we're just like, I oh, dress funny and stupid. They were in shape. They were dedicated. So I thought, 
let's pull them. Like we would travel to all of the same events, but we weren't ever unified, but they would fight together. Right. So we brought them all together. We called ourselves the Baganagas and we then started to compete because at that, the attitude era, as you say, we would travel with the triads. We had uh, jugging. We'd go up to Kentucky. Uh, what was it? Winter war back when it was an amp guard event. Yeah. Um, and we would actually compete. And because they were all kids, they were 14, 15. I was 22 ish. Like I was early twenties that I'm not going to crack the whip on children. So we're like, Hey guys, this is a great game. Let's just go have fun. Right. But they were good. So they were beating actual fighting companies. Like they're the, the dragon hounds or whatever they're called. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get there. Yeah. Those guys. So we're mostly just Onyx, the other and juicy, but, um, <laughs> the other guys seemed okay from that point they grew up so i'm like jeff was a part of it like they would just all run they were all still in high school after high school i was like round two basically yeah so but like we were all hanging out and doing stuff uh at that point i had broke up with them to go to the triads because the, you guys talked about this on a previous episode where they don't uh poach others which is hilarious because I, I thought so too right yeah they go to you and like all right we i we noticed you're in a fighting company we won't take you if you're in a fighting company wink and wink. then they just stare at you I'm like oh, oh okay uh I, you just take your pants off you're like i'm not in that fighting company anymore they're like all right good here's your new pants like oh yeah somehow that's not poaching sure so that's what happened. They weren't. It's the spirit of the rule. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. No, no, no. That's the letter of the rule. Yeah. On that one. <laughs> so same thing like with Jeff, because uh, at that point you had fighting households. So like Jeff was in um, the SOR. Yeah. And which was just like the farm team for we the should, triads. We should bring that back, man. Uh, it's too bad. Like I want to, but it's really Zeb that's going to keep us back from that one. You know, I don't know. I don't know that he will. I would. I don't think he'd care. I think he'd be excited if we wanted to do something with it. I just don't think that he wants to be the one leading it anymore. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. No, I say I'll put a dollar. I say no. He'd frown at it. <laughs> but so with that, I dropped the Baganagas to join the triad or be able to be picked up by the triads. Right, and it just so worked out that they did pick you up. Because yeah. we don't poach. Well, it, it still took a little while because they had their own internal strife, which I was not aware of at the time. So I'm like, yay, I'm going to get into triads this event. And then it never happened. And then the next event, it didn't happen. I'm like, huh, okay, whatever. And then out of nowhere, they're like, they just threw me a bag, a little garbage bag of garb. Like, hey, do you want in? Foomp. <laughs> cool. Um, but the, the kids were like, what are we going to do? You're like, you're our leader, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you just keep having fun doing your thing. So they did. And then they grew up. So off to college, they go. Most of them turn into amazing human beings. Um, Steve <laughs> or Steven. Dude, he's like in, uh, uh, Texas doing like big things. Isn't yeah. He? Like he's accredited with, I can't even, I can't say the words that he's a part of. Right yeah, I now. know. Right. Like I still, I'm friends with him on Facebook and I catch like random bits. I'm like, that's smart words. I know that much. Yeah. Like <laughs> the state will acknowledge him as like the top person in the state for, it's just insane. He um, was, Steven was one of the twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And then just other stuff like uh, Cup went on to do uh, physical therapy. Um, of course, he's married now. He has a kid. Yep. Uh, how he went into engineering, I believe. I think he's teaching currently, though. Currently, he's teaching. Yeah, but yeah. still, like, uh, even Mantis, if you remember him, like, he went into... Dude, so he started... Mantis, like, started out as a materials engineer at... Um, Oh, one of the Ivy League ones uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, which it one was, was it? MIT. MIT, yeah. He went to MIT for that. And then he had like so many extracurricular junk that he was doing with computers that he had just decided to switch majors. And now he's in fucking California working for like Facebook or some Jeez. shit. Yeah, I stopped talking to all of them because I just felt bad about myself. Because <laughs> like I had nothing like, yeah, yeah I, I work at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's, it's fun though. Uh you know, for, for anyone that's younger in AmpGuard, you're going to have stories like this at some point, too. All of these people that you know will will move... Some portion of them will move on. The majority of them will move on. Um, uh, you've talked about this before, Subway, but there seems to be a shelf life for AmpGuarders. Mm -hmm. And so somewhere around the two to four year mark, you have people that drop out. And then... Uh, the ones that don't drop out uh, are usually in for life. And just because they dropped out doesn't mean they won't be back. Right. Um, um, a lot of that comes from the group. So once you find that quote unquote family dynamic, it's, it keeps you around. And so for them, they had that unifying, like we are here doing this thing together. But then once they bonded, once something becomes tiring, then you can still take that group and then go do something else. And the group stays the same, but the hobby changes. Yeah, like I'm actually playing disc golf more regularly now again with uh, Cup and Matt, uh, Howell, um, and your brother some too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because again, they are physically active. They are right. in shape. They run circles around all of us. So after that, joined the triads, did all that kind of stuff cut the triads, and then I went ahead and at that point they were back from college. And they were like, hey, I remember this game. They're like, yeah, here's the new tech, here's the new stuff. They're like, we like this. They started playing and I'm like, let's just bring the band back together. So, that's that's why I was round two because that's when I came in. Yeah. So like <laughs> Jeff was always the unofficial Baganaga, but <laughs> at that stage, we brought it together and it was the exact same crew as it was before. Uh, and at that stage, we they wanted to be more competitive. So like, okay, to do that, we have to travel. We have to hit events. This is what is required. And they're like, yeah, okay. Like, all right, we're going to need to expand because we can't cut it on you guys because they're college frat boys, essentially. They can't keep anything together longer than <laughs> it, it's just bad. So I was like, all right, let's start recruiting. So we got Darko. Yep. Uh, we got Teflon. Yep. We got Gator. We oh, got, man, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He's my favorite. He's, He's the mascot. So good. <laughs> um, well, he, the way he lucked in, so we have a symbol. So all of the kids, because that's, to them, that's what brought them together. Mm -hmm. They yeah. got tattoos. Yeah. Gator was just there. He's like, okay, I'll take one. <laughs> so he just got a tattoo. He was never part of the group, wasn't in the company. He just like, yeah, I like that. Boop. That's so, a bold way to join a fighting company. I'm yeah, getting right. a Seraphim tattoo best. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. your whole back. <laughs> Kazan, you gotta let me in. Look, I got my wings. <laughs> so uh, from there, and we all like Xander and stuff like that. I was also at that point very, 
For those of you who don't know, I am an asshole. I'm elitist. Um, and I cause problems when it comes to viewpoints. So with that, again, companies don't poach. So when I started my company back up, I'm like, we will poach the shit out of anything. So I would actively go to like, because Donnie was in the Seraphim. So I pitched hard. Like, Hey man, you should come over here. He's like, I don't know. No, you do. We're better. He's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we got Donnie. Um, then same thing, like, uh, at that point, uh, Jarek. So he was my, uh, page man at, I think man at arms at that point. So he was being scouted by the Seraphim and all that kind of stuff. And like, I was always open and honest with like, Hey guys, here are the main fighting companies. There's the triads, there's the Seraphim, and then there's us. So with like Jarek, like you're down with them. They're all your friends. They want you in. You are if that's what you want to do, hands down, that's what you should do. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'll try it with you guys. Like, I want to hang with you guys. We're like, okay, cool. So same thing with uh, Xander, because he was being scouted by the triads. So we gave him the spiel of like, the triads are on your nuts hard right now. Right. Hang out, do whatever you want. And if you decide you want to join us, you're more than welcome to. So he did. Uh, he joined us, made everybody mad. But <laughs> I had no problem with that because, like, we don't poach. I will go straight up. Like, I want you in my company. Do you want in my company? Welcome to the company. And Xander just recently, he plays D- D- Bell Dag now, just recently got his knighthood, didn't he? Yeah, um, a little while ago, yeah. Yeah. Good on him if you're listening to this, Xander. If you're you one mean of his, the... his knighthood in Bell or Dag? In, in Bell okay. or Dag, yeah. Right. I was like, how did I fucking miss that? But that, may, that makes <laughs> yeah, more no, sense. No, he apparently he did a lot of a revolutionary work on the way that they approach tournaments and, and mm-hmm. things like that was my understanding. Yeah, he put so, in some mad work there. Uh, so if you're listening, if you're one of the 25 to 40 people that normally listen to our podcast, good on you. Um, for, yeah, I'll uh, send for this to Xander. He's in Florida now. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Good on him. So um, for, for those that are listening, you can tell we've all known each other for a long time. Um, I kind of wanted to walk down your early days in AmpGuard because you have a somewhat unique perspective here. You got to see a lot of the stories that we've been telling from, at least for some portion of it, uh, what I'll call the outside. You know, you when you when we first met you, you weren't one of the in, in kids. Yeah, right? I was on the outskirts. And so this is another thing that um, I, as as I look back on it as an adult, I'm ashamed of the way that we kind of push people out then. Mm-hmm. Um, Elitists. It, it, it was. Um, and it's one of those things that, unfortunately, I don't think that you can tell someone not to do it. I think they just have to experience it and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, because at that point, we were young, like early 20s, mid 20s, uh, some of the older folks, maybe 30s at most, but those were our elders that were wise. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, it was, everyone was a reject in high school. Like no one started the game as a well-balanced, cool individual. Right. Everybody had a social problem. And so you just wanted to be accepted. So now in this goofy game of fireballs and dressing funny, it's a weird way to compete. And so in the beginning with Sleepy Dragon, I too, as I covered, I'm an elitist. 
I want to make that What's clear. What's the what is the what is the there's an there's a couple of Anthgard TikToks and one of them's like you have to stop pretending that being a sword knight makes you cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just repeats that on a loop. Yeah. My my stance on Amp Guard, everything, everything is the magical world of make believe. No matter who you are, what you've done, like it might be cool, but it's still fictitious. Right. So um but I've always had the competitive aspect. I've always wanted to flex and do stuff like that. So when we started at Sleepy Dragon, they did battle games nonstop. And at that point, loved it. So starting out at level one compared to at that time with 6.0, the one to 10 balance was never not. really followed, but all the magic classes were busted. Yeah. yeah. Like and wizard was one to 25. Really? If you play right. Well. Technically, like I think all of them were one to 10 and bows were one to five or something mm. like that. Yep. And then we you were supposed to kind of balance your games that way, but it was horrible game design. Yeah. I mean, just to, for people that weren't around in the uh, 6.0 rulebook here, what they're referring to is that your magic classes your anyone on the field that had a bow, there was so, a, there was a person to person ratio. Like if you had one mage, if you had ten, so this is the best way to describe this is if you had ten people on the field for your team, you could have one of each magic class, two bows, and the rest of them didn't matter. Right, <clears throat> correct. And, and they didn't follow that rule at all, which is completely fine. But there would be like, ugh. Seven wizards, uh, five healers, two warriors, and that was the game. Yeah, like, I mean, you could call, you could call lightning down on every single person on the other team if you weren't at a big park, and that was the whole battle game. Yep. You know, um, the uh, uh, things were I balanced. Know nothing of this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know the, that guy. <laughs> things were balanced around a lot of our big kingdoms at that point, burning lands, hundred plus people on the field. Yeah. You know, uh, we also had life counts. So that made a big deal at that point too. Yeah. yeah. You would shatter out and then, Oh, cause also too, we had the death count at the full five minutes. Right. And then each class had different amount of lives and stuff like that too, just as kind of a side. Yeah. So it was the good old days. I love them. <laughs> that was still my favorite. Um, but yeah, so I would, Go in as the quote-unquote underdog at level one where levels matter. When you're only playing class games, that's the only thing that matters. And I looked, I chose Bard because no, there was two Bards that had hit our park at that point. One I never met, Lucius. He had already moved on at that point. Dude, that guy is amazing, by the way. Yeah, and I hate it. I missed him. Everyone says such good things. I only barely saw him, and it was so... It was really magical, to be perfectly honest. He was a really cool dude overall, and he was really skilled at the game at the time. Yep, every story was great. Uh, the other bard was Aaron, who, nice enough, uh, but he was definitely into the flavor of the class. So yeah, he would yeah. uh, just prance around with a tambourine and sing songs. I mean, uh, she now, anyway, but um, oh, yeah, she... she uh, uh, understood them, but was definitely more for the flavor because later on during RV, she would make lists that were more competitive and would be better off that way, but still cited a little closer to the the flavor of things. Yeah. So, uh, when she had, I had met her at, uh, sleepy dragon. So at that point it was very flavorful because we would have, 
like persona quests and things like that where you'd have a character. Man, honestly, I wish we could recreate persona persona wars in that time period. Yeah. Well, minus the rape, but yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus God. It was a dark. You can't time. you can't just lay that one down and not go into oh, it you a little did. bit. They're like, oh Jay voted women out of Amp. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, we did that before we agreed to have you on. Um, so Michael, <laughs> Michael Hammer of God mentioned this, and I, I thought that I, I wanted to, to touch base with you uh, on it too, because you mentioned you brought up the Persona Wars. Uh, again, for the audience here, one of the things that the other park uh, that Sleeping Dragon did that was really cool was this huge role play arc where it was, you had your Persona and you were you were kind of, making and breaking alliances in real time and there was stuff going on. And Didn't your life count count only for that game too? So like if it was four months long and I was a warrior and I had five lives, I think to start off with, I had only five lives during the Persona Wars time frame, right? Correct. Yeah, so you end up in this situation. This is, this is why I wanted to bring in Michael Hammer of God here. He mentioned things like that from his kingdom. It wasn't the same, the exact same thing, but the fact that Having thing, having that life count there and having this kind of persistent thing in the background really encouraged non-fighting solutions to some of the thing. It encouraged role play. It encouraged, for the people that were more interested uh, in saying, oh, we could fight and, you know, some of my men will die, some of your men will die, uh, but we could also try to broker a deal here. Something yeah, it gave, it gave consequences. But the problem is, is like with our game uh, now, or even then, because it wasn't balanced great with the other classes, those consequences were hard on new players, though. Yes, and so that was... I always liked the challenge. So being level one. Yeah. Like barbarian had three lives at level one. It was yeah. terrible. Whereas I think warrior started at five and most of the others were at four. So like if you were a level one barbarian, good luck playing the game. You had about 15 minutes total that you'd be able to play. And then about 10 of them are probably dead. Yep. And then you were done. Yeah. And so while all of this is going on, cause this is about when you join uh, cabbage, yeah. you, you come in when, um, Sleepy Dragon is doing their thing. Mystic Glade at the time has, we've drawn our line in the sand and, you know, we're, we don't like these people and they don't like us and here's all of our reasons and we're going to be the super fighty people. And it was weird too because we, Mystic Glade did nothing but battle game at that point too. Like we wanted to be one of the best battle game parks, but it was much more of the uber competitive battle game style. Well, when I came in, Mystic Glade battle gamed, but it may as well have been militia. Like there were classes, but everybody was a warrior yes. or a barbarian. Yeah, yeah, so sure. as I understand it, like Flo's talking correct, like they did battle game a lot. And at one point they did a lot of class games and they played healers and wizards and everything too. We just I got in. Yeah, we just got in like a year or two after all of that, I think. A lot of the issue there was as you said, the competitive aspect in the sense of Sleepy Dragon I, I always has this special place in my heart because of how horrible it was, but it's <laughs> what I grew up with in the game that I will defend it to some degree, but they were a freehold slash shire under Burning Lands because after the split, they weren't a part of a normal kingdom. They just did... Didn't two. at one point they got a contract through Golden Vale as well? 
Yes, that's right. So then they were they had petition that got through under Golden Veil, which was nowhere close to us. But at that point, we did not travel. The farthest they would travel would be for Winter War. Like Winter War was the big event in Kentucky for us. And that was really it. They would hold their own events, but they were 50 plus people. So. Man, I miss like local events having a, a place where you go to actually camp out. Yeah. Like that kind of culture. I miss that part of older Amp Guard. I don't, but... Uh. <laughs> See, I, I replaced that for a time with music festivals where it's the same thing. You camp yeah, on the ground. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I miss it too. Like I, I enjoy it quite a bit. So what happened when we started meshing with Mystic Glade, Mystic Glade was quote-unquote, cultured. They had traveled. They had Neverwinter as a kingdom that they would travel regularly. We had people who knew what they were doing with Shal, reading, really just being able to read. Um, (laughs) And so when we would play, Sleepy Dragon was a park of roughly 30 to 50 people that were there for the fun of a game, not necessarily amped guard. That was just the foundation. They would do things as make up their own classes, mix their own classes, come up with just brand new rules and use races like traditional yeah. fantasy races and things it, like that. They would pull every, every year, 2020 that's dodgy species species. Yeah. Call, no, D and D did change their name. Didn't they? No, it was a uh, pathfinder. I think D and D may have as well, but pathfinder made them heritages or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did they? It's happening in D and D as well. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. The species. And... I still wouldn't approach that with a twenty <laughs> foot fucking pole, man. I... Yeah. So, but regardless, yeah, they they took a lot of liberty to what they were doing, which at the time bothered me because I'm quote unquote the pure. Like you give me the rule book, I have to know the rules. Yeah, I'm kind of fall, fell into that too. Like it bothered me a lot. Well, and it bothered the people out at Mystic Glade. It bothered the people out at Mystic Glade for a reason that that you may not think though. Cause so we've talked about everybody there really being jerks and uber competitive and stuff. And all of those things are true, but you know, people aren't that one dimensional. Right. right? And so Some. it, it bothered the people out <laughs> at mystic glade, uh, quite a bit because a lot of, I, <laughs> I being three or four years older than you, yeah. we're like those poor kids, you know, because you, the, the park did go to some events. We saw you at Winter War every year. We actually saw you at some... What was the big event that Golden Vale ran? Um, uh, Great Eastern. Great, Great yeah. Eastern. Thank actually, you. that's where Lexi met Flo the very first time, and it was a fantastic story to go along with Mystic Gladers were assholes at the time. I was apparently an asshole. Yeah, like, so There's she's no like... parent. You are. <laughs> she's <laughs> ditching, and it's just a muddy mess, because I'm pretty sure it was raining before or something like that, it right? Was, it was pretty horrible, yeah. And I'm guessing, uh, knowing Flo now, Flo has already been asked a ton of questions for one random reason or another, and his feet are wet, so he's angry about that and everything. And so... I don't like um, my feet getting wet. Yeah, I don't either, to be honest. I would be in the same situation. Flo in the shower is just like, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay, because it's warm water. Oh. Right. So... They're they're fighting and Flo being a better fighter uh, at the time anyway. Um, <laughs> Man, just shots fired over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, gets asked where is he from? He's a good fighter or something along those lines, and he says Knoxville, Tennessee. And Lexi, being from Oak Ridge, is twenty minutes away. Was like, wait, where are you from? And Flo gave like a, I've already been over this. I'm I'm not going to answer that or some something like that. <laughs> 
Yeah. So jerk at the time. So my first experience with flow. Oh no. (laughs) So again, old tech, huge camp pad weapon. Oh, are these the hammers? No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. This was the <laughs> Toronto Gush, the huge shield that he... Oh, man. Is that, is that the one that Lawwell used to use? Or no, is that a different one? That's no. a different one? Damn it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, Lawwell stuff was completely different. His was a basketball return. Yeah, I remember what it was made out of, and it was it was really cool. I, <laughs> I just didn't remember which, which shield this was. Yeah. No, this was... So... Sorry, everyone. This is very incoherent. Uh, the way it worked was a lot of the rivalry... Mystic Glade knew what was going on, Amp Guard as a whole. Sleepy Dragon was an island of itself that was not exposed to a whole lot. So we were the land that time forgot. Yeah. From there, we when I say giant camp pad weapons, I mean giant camp pad PVC core, easily six inches thick on all sides half the time. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Because duct tape covers. Yep. That was the thing at the time. So Mystic Glade, having real equipment, just kind of scoffed. Well, when I started playing, that football helmet shield, which was not a football helmet, it was a crescent moon with a smile that Flo couldn't understand. <laughs> it, it looked, so it was a, if you look at a side profile of a football helmet, that is what it looked like. I, no one will ever convince me otherwise. He's not wrong, but it wasn't what it was supposed <laughs> to be. That was my very first shield. Shields were hard to come by. We could make, you could get PVC, you could get camp pads. So weapons were a plenty. Shields, who knew what to do with them? Yeah, the yeah. modern foam, the the plank foam that we use, we kind of take for granted, but it used to be really hard to get. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was, at least whenever I got equipment we had sled shields and those were hard to come by for some reason or another and they were the the best tech we had yeah. At the oh time. yeah i because mean it's it like snow here. yeah living to, in the south how often do they sell sleds they were also better conditioned than the ones that you can get a hold of now like they were much thicker they were actually you know probably sleddable compared <laughs> yeah. to the ones yeah. that are now <laughs> that, are, that are really flimsy yeah i mean like uh, like cabbage was saying there for for those listening for the younger amp guarders uh listening again this was around 2000 we didn't have any of the the solid foam uh, block shields. To, or... to be fair, that stuff's still hard to get. It's just enough people have figured out where they can go to do a bulk order that we have some surplus floating the internet. around. You have the internet. Yeah, well, we didn't. Have but you have to buy it. Like this is like the, the carbon fiber tubes that we're, we're ordering mm-hmm. where you have to do it in bulk. You have to get five people to go in because the shipping on it is astronomical. And so it's like you have to get five or six of your friends to really be willing to pay 30 bucks to get a shield. Oh, I remember when we first found out about the... Uh, the big shield phone that everybody uses now, mm-hmm. right? And all of us went in on an order and it was astronomical shipping. And we like, I think Shalazar we, went and got it, didn't he? Oh, yeah, in his yeah. big truck. Yeah. And picked it yeah, up. Yeah, because we had like six full sheets, or I want to say, we or did. something ridiculous I think it was like pudding, that. Actually. Was it pudding? Maybe it was the both of them or something. Because yeah, like, maybe Shalazar went and got combined. it from Cookville and brought it down here yeah. or something like that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, this was a, in this era, if you wanted to do shields, um, you had a couple of different options. The absolute best option that you could do was wait until winter and hope that they had one of the round, like, disc sledding shields, right? Um, and then that could th- that was like your top level gear. You know, that was you had one of those. You were you were the elite of the elite, uh, but they were hard to come by, um, especially in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and a lot of our friends lived in Florida, so it was worse. Well, and yeah. they were kind of heavy and they cracked. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were heavy. They cracked, uh, especially the in the later years when we could only get the thinner ones. They cracked a lot. Yeah. Um, outside of that, your options were things like plywood, you know, half inch plywood or something. If you like were that. me for a time, it was stolen stop sign. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember that. So um, mine, that was because I won't be derailed. You, yeah, so please, <laughs> please. Mine was a trash can lid. Oh yeah. yeah. So it only was as wide as my forearm, essentially. But I was very proud of it. But there was maybe the third shield at our park at that point. So I went to Mystic Glade for one of the first times. Flo makes fun of it. He can't figure out what's on my shield. The cover was strictly duct tape and electrical tape. I remember. I worked very hard on that. (laughs) I'm proud of you. And so at that point... Their their shields are the plank foam, their shield covers, applique. I'm like, all right. Yeah. What is this? Like they're like, oh, it's foam. Well, okay. I don't know any better. I hear foam, so I go, okay, big sheets of foam. So I go to um Joanne's and I get the Couch memory foam. foam. Yeah. And at this point I don't quite understand the square footage rule here so what i think i'm trying to do a medium max medium shield i make a max large you just come out with a a bed basically yeah and so it's this (laughs) giant mattress foam like i i think this is awesome because i'm like okay this is gigantic i've made it i used spray adhesive to get a cloth cover i'm one of the big boys now so i go um flow who everyone else looks very serious. Flo is in eye chart garb. So I go, he has more of a mental handicap than most of the others. I'll talk to him. (laughs) So like, let's spar. I want to try my new shield. So he's Florentine. We line up and he goes, whop, takes my shoulder. The board just tacos completely. There is Mm -hmm. no rigidity. It's just a couch, very thin, maybe not even like two inches thick. Flo goes, oh my God. And then he does it again. We're not fighting. He's just doing this at me. This is peak Flo. He's like, is that memory foam? I go, well, yes. He turns and shouts, hey guys, look at this. And then proceeds to continue hit me in the shoulder. Everyone has a good laugh. Oh man. Flo's an asshole. So that's how I met Flo. It's it's funny too. It, apparently, everyone has stories of when they first met me back in the day. I was a total jerk to them. Uh, Tie dye had one. You were the nice triad at the time. <laughs> I was. I actually held. I still hold all of the nice guy triad cards. Nope. I don't think that's true anymore. I think who been, else is going to get them? Jeff stole one. I had one at one point. You, you did, but then you left the company, and guess who? I went didn't back turn to? it in. Yeah, Dust still has it. <laughs> it's in my house. There always has to be four. <laughs> And it went back to me. I think Beefy has most of them. Yeah. But oh. Tamlin, Tamlin may have one. <laughs> I, no, Beefy doesn't, Beefy doesn't have any after what he did to one of the Sleepy Dragon uh, guys. Oh, I forgot uh-huh. about that. At they one were, of the Winter Wars, I think, right? Yeah, yeah it, it was. I love um, it when we all talk about the story like everyone here knows about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he murdered a kid. <laughs> oh, that sounds like Beefy. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. So... With the shield foam and the... Okay, so... No, no, don't tell the shield foam story. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back. No, just that. So that was how I, I met you. You were very jovial. You were very nice. But from an outsider's perspective, like you said, I'm on the outskirts. I'm not one of the cool boy. I'm 
imitating as best I can to try to get into everyone's good graces. And you essentially pants me in front of everybody. Thank you, Flo. <laughs> I, I, I remember the eye chart garb. This was like, so this actually had eye charts that look like if you could picture them like playing cards that you're just dropping on a table and they land at different angles. It was all eye charts the whole way through that were just falling at random angles. And it said, starting from the I and then the two letters and then four letters, it said, I love quilting and sewing. Yep. All the way across it. <laughs> I didn't that realize. Was that Joanne's special? Yeah, I didn't realize it had the, the print on it. I just saw it and said it was eye chart garb and I never paid attention to details. Yeah, so I, I did a thing back then where uh, I, I thought that everybody took themselves way too seriously. Um, and they do. So, and, and I think that probably I did too, but not with my garb. I did <laughs> themed, uh, garb. So for Halloween, I had pumpkins all over it mm-hmm. for Christmas. I had one with, uh, elves with lollipops and stuff like that. Uh, for Easter, uh, I did one that was scrambled eggs everywhere. Um, you were our inspiration for most <laughs> of the early days. The, uh, uh, I, I, I made it a challenge to try and frustrate some of the people at my park with the zany garb that I, uh, that I wore. Cause they were not into doing it a hundred percent worked on at least one particular fellow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there were rules in your household and fighting company that were specifically waged at you. Yes. That you weren't. You had to have like solid color garb. You couldn't do any kind of print garb or anything Passers like Passers-by had to have thought you were just the coolest pediatrician and with a <laughs> bunch of cancer kids because all garb looks like scrubs. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. He's out there playing with those other yeah. uh, gentlemen. Those sickly <laughs> children. Oh, that's sweet. So. <clears throat> no, no, no. Hold on. I want to get back to Beefy killing a guy. What? Okay. <laughs> we can't just... Okay. I'm on. Relax. All right. So Beefy killed this kid. The end. Yeah. yeah. That story so, sucks shit. Okay. We're, Tell it better. We're, we're at this winter. Uh, so, so beefy, not Tamlin, but uh, that guy's a jerk. No, this might be Tamlin in this case. Um, no, this was beefy. Because <laughs> okay. it's, it's um, we'll he, get to that in just a sec. This is specific to this Winter War event was my very first event as a triad. This was where they threw the garbage bag at me and said, dress yourself. <laughs> So this particular Winter War was fantastic. I love the way they had it set up. There was however many games, and you were competing as a company of X number of people. can't remember how much, but you would rotate. There were two circles, an inner circle and an outer circle. And as you would rotate, you'd be facing other teams in individual games. So you were caught, and they would go for 20 or 30 minutes, and then whistle blow, and then you'd switch to a different game. Yeah, so as an example here, you might have one where it's like a traditional general's battle, which if your park hasn't done that, you have one person who is a general, they have one point of sectional armor, invisible sectional armor all over them, and uh, they're the only person that matters on the field in terms of scoring points. Everyone else can die and come back to life. Who cares? If you kill the general, your team gets one point and you reset. Yep. Uh, or a bridge battle where it's just regular uh, militia, you know, arrows, projectiles, and armor, but nothing else counts. And you have to get over to the other side of the bridge and, I don't know, ding the bell or something. Yeah. Um, and so one of the battles was what we, I don't know what their name for it was, but we called it the Pokemon battle. Mm-hmm. And we called it the Pokemon battle because the way that this was set up is our side would put forth our champion and the other side would then say, well, okay, we're going to send out so-and-so. And if the other side lost and let's say subway was the one that, who was our champion at the time, then 
they could say, well, who, who has a weapon combination or the skill that might be able to beat Subway? Like if Subway was Florentine and they had someone that, with a polearm, maybe they send in the person with the polearm because they're going to have a little bit of an advantage over the Florentiner, right? So pick up now. Be, we're, we've, we're doing the Pokemon battle part of this one. And who do we draw in the Pokemon battle but Sleeping Dragon, the other park in Knoxville? Yes. So at this point, there's a lot of bad feelings, a lot of aggravation over the years. So our first champion, because it was six people per team, like a basic Pokemon team, Beefy. He's our first pick. And he is Slim Jim, which is a small pole down with a shield buckler, essentially. It's still a combination I've only ever seen him really pull off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he's up. And the skill level between the two parks is huge. Not in like a boo on them. It's just that large. Yeah. And Beefy at this stage, especially Slim, Beefy even now, Slim Jim is one of the top fighters in our kingdom. Yes. So he goes up and he wrecks their entire team just over and over and over and over again. So, like, they actually go through multiple rounds of he beats their six, they line up again, he beats their six again, over and over. One of their people is a, he's been a problem child for years anyway, just not taking shots, just throwing dangerously. Uh, He fought polearm, and it was not constructed well. It was essentially a tree limb that he just taped minor bits of foam too and he thought that was okay yeah. and then he would baseball swing or just joust at people and it was a problem well beefy was fighting him in particular this however many times in and he just was not taking shots at all like beefy was very kind he's like whop whop oh, okay whop 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 And that's when I became the first nice triad of my career. Beefy turned to me and said, hold this, and gave me the nice guy card. Turned around, and he beat that child all the way to the ground, stepped on him, over him, to get to the next fighter, and and left him. And to be clear, the way that this played out, again, picture a a polearm that Beefy's about six feet tall. The polearm was about uh, six and a half-ish feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he's got both arms on it, right? And and the buckler here covering your one of the arms, right? So he uses his leverage uh, that he get the, the power that he gets from both of his arms in the turning motion, sweeps the kid's feet out from underneath him, flips the pole around in air so that he's holding it like a club that you're about to bash a baby seal with and brings it down as the guy is still in air. I know that this sounds like a bad Matrix movie or that I'm misremembering. It was beautiful. This is what happened. He sweeps it, and while the kid is vertical in air, he brings this down and just bounces him off the ground with it and then steps on and over him to go kill the next person. Yep. Never been more proud. <laughs> I mean, so, Mystic Glade were jerks. Um, made made, made uh, good people do bad things. Yeah. 
they were such good times. <laughs> the, so, uh, not did you have now. did you have physical, actual, like you say, nice guy cards? Were these physical cards that you held on your person? That's a need to know basis. Yeah. I'm if you were, were you in the, tr- no, you no, fuck. The, look at okay, me. Look so at the shape of my body. need to know. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Least. Well, I tried for our listeners and now you can ask, Hey, go to any triad that you see and ask them about the nice guy cards. They're totally cool about it. Huh? Is the, is the email still up? You can email blue and tan.org yeah, and, and ask questions. I think you should totally do that. Listeners. It's still oh. active. I am sure whoever currently controls that email appreciates it's that. fucking Zap. <laughs> like we know. Um, so, but uh, so we 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 talk about this story and and we're all we're all laughing about it. And obviously, this is kind of this goes back to something that I said very uh, very early on. This is it. It's great to to kind of take this trip down memory lane and remember some of the things that we did. And obviously, I, this is something that I would never condone. Uh, nowadays, Beefy would have been banned if something like that had happened. It's the sort of thing that I'm kind of ashamed. Uh, part of me is ashamed of that because you don't treat other people uh, that way. That that's not wh- how I want to play this game. But again, attitude era, different world, different amp guard world at the time. A lot different standards. The rules were kind of made by a might makes right uh, mm-hmm. system, and I think that. In the in the uh, like mid to late aughts, when we saw Amp Guard parks shrink down to almost nothing, uh, you know, game wide, all of the parks were getting smaller, and Dag and Bell were starting to pick up people. A lot of the lightest touch LARPs were starting to pick up people. I remember having a conversation with some of the knights out in Iron Mountains, Sir Thor and Sir Guy, mm-hmm. about the fact that we should be embarrassed that pay to play LARPs are taking some some of our members away because they're offering a better experience even if they have to pay hundreds of dollars to join. Like that should be a point of huge embarrassment for us. But it was because the rules were being set by the best fighters, not the people that had the best interest of the game at heart. Yes, and that's going again back to me being on the outskirts trying to get in feeds into that. So seeing that even though it was not spoken aloud or in writing, you can pick up on the social cues. So I see, oh, that guy just murdered that guy and everyone cheered for him. I want to be with those guys. Maybe I have to murder somebody too. Let me go murder this guy. All right, nobody cheered. Okay. Um, I'll murder someone else. What about this guy? Okay, that guy laughed. Okay, I'm getting better. And that's the culture bred that essentially is you kept having to one up and be humorously an asshole. And unfortunately that was what we got. I mean, we used to joke about the escalation game a lot at mystic glade and that's exactly the, the oh, mentality. Yeah. I mean, like everyone has the jokes and the stories like, Oh, I'd get banned for if I did blah, blah, blah. We've stabbed people my, my, with the arrow story. Yeah. Uh, I've stabbed Zeb with a screwdriver in a yeah. fight. Um, Tie-dye stabbed me with a fork. Yeah. She actually had a shield cover that was a bloody fork. Yeah, but that, she stabbed with the twins for that one because it was over uh, hot chocolate or yep. something like that. that yeah. She stabbed a lot of people with forks. Yeah. Oh, she stabbed Jay with a, a fireplace poker, an entire fireplace yeah. poker. That was, she, so ugh. it was... Uh, Again, uh, like I, I end up saying this uh, a whole lot, but that was a very unique time 
in AmpGuard that all of that was happening. It was a bad time. You don't have to, like, unique, special. It, no, it was a bad time. Most of us were young and stupid and still riding on our parents' insurance, so it was kind of whatever. Yeah, it goes by 100%. <laughs> yeah, having to, having to pay a bill to fix my knee that was, because I wasn't on my parents' insurance at that point, that was literally had five figures uh, <laughs> in it. It was a real shocker. Yeah, like, like the doctor didn't even give you the option to just not walk anymore. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I can't afford this shit. But, um, but yeah. So, uh, I think what we I think what we take away from this, uh, <clears throat> though, especially looking at the way that things are being done now, is uh, what's I, I don't want to be cheesy here, but this is a really good line that kind of sums it up. The all it takes for bad things to succeed is for good people to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we did. Instead of challenging that system and saying, absolutely not, you guys are jerks. We're not going to be a, a part of that. I, I saw it and said, I want to be really good. I guess I'll do these things. Other people uh, I know did the same. You were kind of telling the same story there that you said, well, I'm, I want to be good. And so I'm going to try and impress these people. Be, be stronger than that. Um, Character comes in small pieces and can be lost in huge chunks. Yes, and more on that, the reason why it changed... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and blanket statement. Everybody who plays this game has some kind of social disorder, some kind of... If they miss social cues, can't yeah, read a room... We do. The bit, or even much more severe... Depression, you anxiety, know, a lot of yeah, things. all of that. Right. So everyone is operating on a different level. Yeah. And so where it started to shift was some of the people in that quote unquote good old boys club got tired of it, started to drop out of it and actively push to make a change. Uh, Jeff being one of them, like he's never been, he's a maniacal asshole, but mostly to his friends. No, I would never do anything like that. Oh, he has ratted he's me an out. Instigator. No, he's an enabler. No. No, not yeah. me. Teflon. I would never be in an instigator. What are, these are slanderous lies. Teflon, Shut your mouth. Teflon <laughs> is my squire is one of those people who, uh, you know, two people will be into an get into an argument over which color purple is the correct color, and Teflon will lean in and go, you know, I I don't know if that even really looks purple at all. It kind of looks like it has a little bit of this color mixed in, and then he will go to a different room and watch the horrible fireworks. This literally happened, right? So we were at um, an apartment that Sarah had at the time. Uh, Lucas was there and Bunch was there. And I don't remember who else because it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I don't remember how it exactly started. But what happened was is that I told Bunch I could hit him as hard as I can and then run away and he would get mad and then punch Lucas. And I literally did that, ran away, bunch shrugs, and then slaps the shit out of Lucas. <laughs> that was you? Yeah, that you was fucker. Me. That was only me. It's always <laughs> Jeff. Always. But yeah, so with stuff like that, Jeff finally took a step back. He's never been the evil against unknown players. He's just evil to his friends. Sure. And that's a different dynamic. If your friends have a, oh, ha ha, we escalate and let's, let's roll and do BJJ and we'll punch each other. Hey, cool for your friend group. But 
you got to be able to realize that the people that aren't in your friend group yet may not appreciate that. I mean, honestly, I probably would have been if I didn't have like a minor social anxiety type things or something like that. Right. Cause I was, I was definitely doing that kind of stuff with my friends, but um, and I wanted to be, cause I was again, like 15, 16, something like that. I didn't have that real understanding of consequences and stuff right. like that in social yeah. aspects. Right. So I was still trying to be part of the cool kids, but my version of trying to be part of the cool kids was mostly fucking with everyone. That was my friends because yeah. I didn't want to branch out. I didn't know how to branch out. Yep. Yeah. And I, here's another point too, to kind of, uh, wrap that up that I'm not sure a lot of people consider. I know that at the time I didn't consider, I, I really didn't start focusing in on it until I was an adult. Your brain is still developing until you're in your mid twenties. Um, doesn't mean that you that you can't learn, but it it becomes harder to learn uh, new complex skills like playing piano and stuff like that. After that, I think self actualization becomes yeah, more readily available in mid twenties or so than it is when you're younger. It's harder to do. Some people can do it, but I was definitely not one of them. It, I wasn't. I wasn't either. But I still can't read. So you are. <laughs> you're. Rule book who your uh, the the way that you are treating uh, what I'm going to call the majority of Ampgard. I think that the majority of Ampgard is probably uh, teens or, or early to mid twenties. Uh, it was then at least. I don't think that's true now though. You think that I think it's mid twenties is, is is the more average age. But that would be actually a cool demographic or or whatever to find out. To be honest, yeah the the way that you are socially interacting with with these people is. Uh, is influencing how they see the world uh, in a lot of ways. You know, the as you get older and you're stepping into these leadership roles and, you know, you need to remember that you were that annoying kid at 1.2. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, I, I don't want to beat this point uh, to death, but we, we, we kind of got to talking about some of the problems that Mystic Glade and Sleeping Dragon were facing and, uh, really, if I look back on it now, a lot of, not all of it, because there were some, some real problems going on there. Right. But yes. I think that, uh, some portion of it sh- could be summed up by saying that Mystic Glade in general was made up of people that were older, um, where Sleeping Dragon had a lot of people that were right around high school or getting out of high school age or just been out of high school for a couple of years age. Would you agree that the roughly two to three years younger than Mr. Great Glade on average? Easily. Uh, if yeah. not, if more. not more. Yeah. And, and it was, so it, it was kind of the older kids comparing their younger, trying to, to have their younger brothers be compared by the same standards and Correct. measuring stick that they are. Um, and I think that's something to keep in mind when you're, when you're looking at your social interactions in, uh, in Epcot, it's easy to forget, uh, especially when you're, when you're dealing with, as an older person now, dealing with that block of people that are, that are all around that age, they're all the same to me. Yeah. And I hate to say that, I hate to generalize, but, uh, but it is, it's just the way that, uh, that the world works sometimes, right? And uh, so uh, patience, I, I think, uh, if, I, it, if I could go back in time and, and coach my younger self through all of this, I would say if you, if you just were a little bit more patient and listened Mm-hmm. a little bit better. I just go back and kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, that's... because I mean, so, uh, Teflon talked about this earlier, but 50 people, a minimum, minimum 50 people between all four of the different splinter parks that all split off because they didn't like how person a had, had, was treating person B or person C said something about person 
A or something else was going on there. I mean, uh, every park has problems. You don't have to be best friends with everyone uh, at the park. But what makes those big parks able to work is that because they still have clicks, they still have everything else going mm-hmm. on there. You're able to find some common ground, and that common bra- ground normally comes in the form of, I want to have a whole lot of people out to play Amp Guard with because that sounds awesome. How do we make that work? If you're the, the classic stick jock, then let's do some, let, let's do some battle games and, uh, and things like that. If you're not that stick jock, if you're the person that is more interested in doing on, full-on role play, what kind of fighting uh, could you do? Would you be interested in, uh, in doing it? If you're uh, a non-combatant, which was something that Mystic Glade just completely destroyed, pushed we away. Were horrible about it. It was the yeah. whole terrible blanket bunny name and things like that too. Like it was just not great. We just didn't understand, to be honest. I mean, at least I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't understand how hurtful. I think that we could. Where we look at some of the other parks, like Sleepy Dragon, who was able to get so much. What did they do? A lot of non-coms there, uh, and maybe not supportive of them but not detrimental correct to them right um but uh, um yeah i think that that's a i think that that is something that every park will will face as your park grows regardless of its size now or um how how big or small it was in the past you are going to run into situations where something happens and you've got to decide how you're going to move past it you're going to run into a situation where a fight breaks out or some ideologies mix, or you're just going to run into a situation where someone joins your park and doesn't have a great attitude. And even, well, not to that great bad attitude, but like for the um, different philosophies of how the park runs and stuff, that's really healthy overall, as long as you do it in a healthy way and not like some like, I'm better than you, ha ha. But like if you're, yeah. you're electing different monarchs and stuff like that, that is a really healthy thing. Like we saw, um, I think Neverwinter go through that when, when Barry stopped playing the game. Yeah, it was, um, so brief backstory there, since this is an aside to an aside to an aside that we were talking about. It's just asides all the way down. Yeah, that's the name of this episode. Um, no. The <laughs> no. Cabbage doesn't let me name episodes anymore. No, because um, this is coming out on Christmas. It's going to be Subway in a manger. Oh, oh, oh. Subway. No, nope, no singing. No, nope. okay. copyright um, something. I don't, I just don't want it. Uh, the, uh, he doesn't want to have to cite it on YouTube. That's what it is. The uh, thank you YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Um, but um, one, the kingdom that we came from had two large political parties. It's not important to know all of the names involved. Um, but um, one the, the leader of one of the big political parties ended up getting ill. And when he got ill, it collapsed. Um, the, the party that he represented in the kingdom kind of collapsed. Um, and the, uh, uh, (laughs) we were doing some behind the scenes talking there. Um, the, uh, the party that this person, person B represented kind of fell apart when he wasn't there because he had become sick and person A's political party took over the kingdom. Now on its face, that wasn't a huge problem at the time. Because person A and person B were both working towards things to better the game. Both of them would sit down and talk when they disagreed, which they did very often, about how they could move forward with this. But with only one political party left in the kingdom now, and 
the other political factions in the kingdom um, not large enough to really impact change, this meant that that single party took over everything, running the events, running for office, uh, running all of the things, and it diminished the kingdom, that, that you started losing people. Um, you, you didn't have um, any kind of balancing uh, force there uh, anymore. And I, I remember very clearly uh, an event that we went down to there where it was at its worst, uh, where I, my 15-passenger van came down with 10 or 11 people, and I think that there was about 20 people total at the event. Jesus. Um, yep. It was, it was really sad because when we first went down to this kingdom, there was 200 people in a battle game. It was enormous. One, one single park, the park that Kazan came from. On, you know, on our first episode, he would talk about all of the people that were just at Darkwater East. Um, you know, Darkwater East would go out and they would be fielding 80 people alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you had other parks there, you know, Falling Fire had a lot of people, 2030, a lot of big parks, uh, down there and, and all of it just started to, uh, to go away and, uh, talking to some of the people that were involved. It, this is one of those things where when you're living through it at the time, it's hard to see you, you don't, I don't think that at those ages you have, you're capable of the introspection that it takes to say, in this moment right now, I am doing something that is not my best move, right? Right. But talking to those people now uh, who who live through that and uh, and then saying, yeah, you know, I, I wish I could go kick my younger self for, uh, uh, for all of these things. It wasn't just the collapse of the, the political system in the kingdom that caused it. It was the fact that that other political system was where all of the people that were um, not the physical titans, the ones that were pushing for their sword belt and always wanted to do the crazy competitive uh, stuff, that's where all of them lived. Right. The other political party was the super accepting party. And they had one person who was a, uh, a very clear and vocal voice uh, for them. And when that voice got lost, not the political party, but just people speaking up, that's really what what took us down to that that one single event at the at the camp when we showed up and we we realized that you know this was the the kingdom may be gone this might be it man that's um, sad yeah and we the, brought the event yeah they, <laughs> you brought half the event with you in a van and it's just like yep we're here yep they have recovered uh but they recovered by rebuilding those bridges by getting right. some old people back out I know that for quite some time there, I haven't been down to an Everwinter event in a while, but I know for quite some time they actually had sections where role play was taking place, where when you were walking through there, um, you could do like put the hand on your head or something like that to signal that you're completely out of character. Yeah. uh, Because you might just have to pass through there for something, right? Yeah. But, and it was fun stuff too. It's like they have a tavern and the tavern has, you know, I don't know if they were allowed to serve alcohol, but it has you know, hot mulled cider and food and all of these other things where, you know, it's a, it's a really natural thing. And there's other like fighty questy things going on that you can get from the tavern and stuff like that. Small steps to rebuild, but it takes so much longer to re repair and rebuild uh, relationships like that. than yeah. it, then it does just to put in the work to keep them to begin with. Well, so speaking of, of, rebuilding, although this maybe isn't directly related, kind of going forward, let's, let's talk about, so we've gotten your backstory quite a bit of it, at least. Yeah. 
Um, and the park conflict and all of the crazy things that happened when you were younger. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've gotten quite a bit of that. I, I want to know about what you're doing now and what your plans are, you know, post COVID, like, you know, a year in the future, five years in the future, whatever with, with AmpGuard, where, what does this go for you? Uh, well, cause I know you are, you are belted to Sir Shalazar, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. So generically, what I would like to do, like the, the backstory is there to give the audience the understanding of, right. I was a asshole back then was, and I, I still am. If I'm being oh. like, that's my social hang up is I'm a hard pill to swallow that with everything that's been going on, all the mistakes you make, I can look back and go, yep, that was wrong. I still look back on it fondly as I stab the guy, but where we're at now, I've seen because we split socially from a lot of the quote unquote toxic players, the attitude, mostly the attitudes, not the players, but just that. And that's an uphill battle. And so that is something that a lot of us continue to fight against because it's not a person. It's a, a trend. It's a disorder essentially of, I always have to prove myself. I always have to be the best. And then they become combative. Right. Then they get aggressive and then they start popping off at the mouth and running people off. That's not a person. That's a lot of people in all. That's something that we as a game have to be okay with to thrive. Yeah, well, also, it's not even if it is just a person, it's everyone else not stepping up and, you know, putting that person right down either through a ban or talking to them or whatever you need to do to stop that toxic behavior. Correct. And so that was the looking back then on what we had numbers wise, game wise, fun wise. It's easy to miss that. Like, I want that back. Yeah, like. I don't want to say I had more fun back then, but I, I don't know if I'll go back to what the more modern amp card that I'm playing and remember it quite as fondly as yeah. I did then. But I don't know if that's just like a childhood thing or like a the nostalgia, nostalgia thing or yeah. something, but yeah. And because of it, I will say I had more fun back then because nine 11 may have had something to do with it. <laughs> sure. No, this just got dark. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Mute him. So, <laughs> What we're attempting to do now or what I would like to do now is focus on those issues in a sense. I'm not an active, I'm not anywhere near as active as I was getting burnt out, being an old timer, having kids, a family guy. I've went through two wives. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. And (laughs) then two kids. Kids are great right now. They're 11 and 12. They know more than I do. And they like to test me on everything. (laughs) So that's fun. Uh, But no, life happens. You mature, you get old, and you let things go. And that's kind of where a lot of us are at is like we had something to prove. Yeah, fat too. Yes, definitely (laughs) a lot fatter than I was. (laughs) We had, I had something to prove. I wanted to be number one always. But we dress funny and throw foam. Why? Like I'm number one. No one in the real world cares. Like you can't, (laughs) I'm not putting on the resume that I won the tournament. No one cares. Well, so you've, you've been doing a lot of work and this, this kind of ties back into some of the very first stuff you did where you've been doing a lot of work on shields. You said you've made nine, 10 prototypes this year or something. Yeah. That that's just me 
in my own little Twitch, I like making things. Well, yeah, I know, but like, are you are you trying to create like a, a replicable technology that's super cheap and easy to get to everyone, or like, what is what does that look like? For yes, you? generically. Thank you for just randomly throwing that out there. I was going with the social aspect, but yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, I I want to be the budget amp garter. Like I, I've always made things. My former not Zeb had amazing tech. He learned from well, some of the best Stinkfoot. All that he used to pump out swords like a champion. Like he would literally, like Max would provide cores for the entire kingdom. I remember that. Yeah, he'd come Zeb up. Zeb with... would make the swords. For Max's the entire... Max's Gillen's uh, page. Man at arms. Man at arms. Sorry, yeah. he and fought to get that. Yeah. Respect that. Max's uh, uh, Gillen's man at arms, and this is important because while this was taking place, you were Gillen's squire. Oh yeah, Max wanted. To, he was ready to fight me for it. <laughs> it Dude, was awesome. Max is one of the best, like, uh, for the game in the sense of like bringing things for other people. And, oh like, yeah, not selfless. Yeah, absolutely. Totally That's selfless. the word I'm looking great, for. Great he attitude. Literally had the hand in the core for all of Winter's Edge, probably or mm-hmm. close to all of Winter's Edge for like three years. He brought, oh yeah, no joke, hundreds of cores well, up at one point. I remember. Uh, uh, I, I remember at our first coronation ever, um, Max had gotten 300 plus cores and Zeb Gillen did a sword making class where all of the materials were donated, um, the, the foam, the tape, everything. And I actually think it was Chunk who did the class, but maybe they both did because yeah. I remember Chunk hitting himself in the, the head and why oh, you make the, pommels first. That's who I learned it from. Yeah. Because his tape oh. broke and he Jan Brady'd himself. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the, uh, um, but yeah, all, all of that was mech. So super great guy. You yeah. were in the same, uh, belted line at this point. So mm-hmm. Zeb was pumping out some really great stuff. Oh yeah. So his craftsmanship when it came to that was phenomenal. Uh, so I've always liked making things, uh, just brought chain mail stuff. I've done that armor, um, and just weapons. I remember that you were working recently. Uh, I stopped by your house. You had had this idea that you wanted to make a belt for Amp Guard, but instead of just doing one of the traditional belts, because that would be too easy for you, you, uh, you, your challenge was making one out of one single piece of uh, rope. So everything, instead of being sectioned off and woven together, it's all woven from a single piece. It's so cool. Yeah, so going to that, I'm trying to... In the back then, cores were super easy to get. Uh, fun noodle was legal at the time. It fit yeah, the specs. Yeah. So budgetary, nice and easy. You could play our game with $5. Now, not so much. Fun noodle went out the door. Uh, there's just not enough readily available. And there's been a plethora of really good sites you can order swords, shields, you name it. My personal For $70 a piece. It's way too expensive. Now, for what it's actually worth, no, because the time, the research, the energy, I'm not saying they're overcharging. I'm saying me, I'm not spending that much money when I myself could just make something myself. Right. Where, as an example with Zeb, they just start buying their, because they don't like their time versus their money it's easier to just give up the money, buy the gear and know it works. Right. I have tried through just random tech to become the Walmart amp garter. Great value amp guard. Yeah, great yeah. value. Yeah. Is that 
if you can go to a Lowe's or Home Depot, and if you can go to a Walmart, which I'm going to assume every single person in this game has access to that. Mm-hmm. Right. That you can create everything you ever need as far as gear, garb, everything. So with that particular belt, it's a ring you can buy and just a nylon cord. I think it was 50 feet or 75 single uh, paracord weave. So it's just, you don't have to cut. You don't have to learn a weave. You're literally just knots and knots and knots and knots and knots. And you have a belt. Right. It cost $5-ish minus tax and whatever for your area. Right. And Uh, for comparison, I mean, I've recently gotten into doing... Uh, belts. I finished one for, for Cabbage, my man at arms. I'm going to start working on Teflons whenever he sends me his fucking belt measurement. No. Um, but it's hey, about this big. Yeah, right. <laughs> thanks. Um, but just for comparison, I mean, I think Cabbage is reaching down to get one of my rolls. I spend from, I go to Paracord Planet to get mine, and I think that it's about uh, $48 for, for a, a roll. Oh no! Are we gonna? We're getting his measurements. Shut up! Oh, uh, I I can't describe what I'm seeing. I don't think that it's. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Don't touch there. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the belt. Um, the forty-four so, inches. There you go. Okay, but that doesn't count for the. You know, we'll do this once we're off the air. But put it, please. Put this the, is great podcasting. Up. Yeah, put it down. Oh, does it oh, God. <laughs> it went limp. I'm not surprised. The your measuring tape sucks. I'm sorry. So, no, it's a good measuring tape. That's the problem. Um, the budget Walmart, uh, the the budget amp garter Walmart. Um, <laughs> I think that something like that is uh, people. Uh, we should start up a site called People of Amp Guard. Um, the no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's cruel. I think that that's that's really a really cool approach. Uh, I know that you've you've had a focus recently on trying to kind of push and motivate. Uh, your friends towards uh, activities that will help get them a belt. Um, yep. You know, you, you've been doing quite a bit of fighting and fighting coaching with people. You were one of the, the big, Lucas and I, Cabbage and I had been tossing around the idea of this podcast for quite some time. And you were the one that were finally like, you know, COVID's going on. What the fuck else are you going to do? What are you waiting for? Do it. Yeah. I mean, for all your talk of, of having been an asshole, you're actually a, a Maybe a pusher is the wrong word, but you encourage people to do things that are good for them in this game. So I didn't know, you know, how much that plays into the tech you're making or or whatever it is that you do generally. Yeah, primarily what I'm wanting to achieve, uh, what I've learned from my past asshole self, I'm still an asshole, but I'm a different kind. Yeah. That trying to be number one didn't... It, I can say back in my prime, I can selfishly put my crown on my head and go, yep, I was number one. I was monarchy supreme. I was champion tournament man extraordinaire. And I didn't do anything. Like in the end, it it doesn't matter at all. Right. And then over the years, I've watched my friends grow up in the game and then leave the game for whatever reason. And towards the end, a lot of it was burnout. It was... They're not getting recognized. There's a lot of flack from others. They believe one thing. And so this group of people believes another and they shame them out of the game. Yeah. And I didn't like that at all. So I started essentially championing my friends. And so 
I like to to joke where you had said before, like the the evil cabals and the puppet masters of the game, like they're not real. Like that's that's not a real thing. I am a puppet master for good. <laughs> I like to have my hands just pushing all of my friends. That is how I win the game of Amp Guard. All of my friends I grew up with, almost, there's a few left, that guy right there, and others who are easily up-and-comers, those two over there, they'll get their belts. The others that still need some push along the way will get them there. But all of my other friends have belts. They have the titles. They have the recognition that they deserve. That's what the game is for me now, is... I can sit back. If I quit, if I stop playing right now, I feel good about the game because I see where my friends on their own talent, I didn't do, I just clapped. I'm like, yeah, you did a good job. (laughs) That's the extent of what I do. But watching them grow, mature and achieve and then get recognized is fantastic. So that kind of culture is what I would essentially like to push more. Like we're trying to travel more, getting to see newer parks like the Buccaneers or Spite. Yeah. Respite. I think it's Respite, but I'm not a hundred percent. Ruben, Ruben, you, you follow us on Facebook just to let us know, man. Super cool guys. Like I felt like those dudes, I felt very reminiscent of the sleepy dragon days of like, you know what? They're not like top of the line they've got the tech, they've got the gear. They've... They're just not exposed is, is some of it too. Yeah. Like they showed up to have a good time. We, sh- we rolled in and they had an archer barrage for us. Like they were ready to shoot us before we yeah, even pointed got out at of my it. fucking Honda. <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. I think, I think given like another year or two of growth in that park will be one of the, one of oh, the premier, yeah. like as far as tech and quality of fighters and everything else goes yeah. there. Buccaneers respite. If you're listening to this, Ruben I, does. We, hi, uh, buddy. Yeah, I know that we talk. We spent a lot of this, uh, a a lot of the the subway episode here, kind of focusing on the dynamics of having different parks and the way that cultures have changed and things like that. Um, it, it if I can give one piece of advice to all of Buccaneers respite, keep that. Keep the thing of just coming out to have fun. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about everyone else. Just. Have be able to have fun when you come out. Do whatever's fun for your for your party. Oh, yeah. We and fuck a, everybody else. Exactly. Because who are we? Like if I if I'm the one who's like, oh well, I'm in the subway. I've got all the. What do they care? Who am I? What does it matter for me? Did they show up on a weekly or biweekly basis? Did they have fun? Yes, they did. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I come in like well, you're doing it wrong. How dare you do it that way? If I were doing it, well, who cares? They had a good time. Yeah, we right. had a good time. Like so, for as much as we know of the game, they still showed us new games, new experiences, and we had a blast when we were there. Good yeah. for you. Good for you, Buccaneers Rest, but you keep it up. Also, if you haven't officially joined the kingdom yet, officially join the kingdom too. Oh, yeah, mostly that I'm, one. I'm I'm schmoozing them, man. It, it's it, they're waiting for the right timing. Uh, COVID has sort of thrown everything off, and their numbers are not maybe exactly where they the need excuses. to be. The, the time is right now. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. The, the 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 time is right now. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Um. The. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. I want to. Uh, you you know the format that we normally do. Yep. Um, so we try to end on a fun or funny story, 
And I think we're coming somewhere close to time. We're in 40 minutes, yeah. Uh, so what are some fun or funny, memorable stories uh, that you have? I have a lot of those. <laughs> um, and I that's kind of the, the point of all, like you get to share the stories, be the stories. Everyone has those stories, and that's what's wonderful about them. A lot of what we know are not necessarily amp guard specific. Like I was in a battle game and I shot that guy with an arrow that one time, but it's the stories you have with your friends, the engagement that you get to meet new people or get to experience that. Yeah. Um, I would probably say the safest story that I would like to share is (laughs) Lexi. I would like to get her view on it because I can't remember how it started, but for the past decade ish, we've been engaged in an arms war of what started as a food fight to just like tavern brawls. Yeah. Look. <laughs> you all right there, bud? No, I've just, I've seen a few of these happen and I didn't realize it was a, it was a persistent thing. Oh man, it's oh, a long term yeah. thing. Yes. So again, I, Lexi is a fantastic human being in so many ways, but she's scary. <laughs> My experience with her is it grilled cheese time? Oh, that that's part of it. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. So my real experience with Lexi, she at the time she was one of the 14-year-old little kids. So I'm swinging swords, big giant camp pad whatever's and then there's Lexi. Lexi actually had a real shield at this point. So yeah. she was good because of just the gear she had. And she was legged. We were playing on a hill. She went sliding down on her knees, came down the hill. So what was going to be a hip shot became a face shot. And I just punched her square in the face. (laughs) So she went down and then popped up and was laughing. And I knew something was wrong. Just (laughs) something about her's off. So... We'll continue to go through it. I cannot remember the thing that started it. I'm going to assume me punching her in the face is the start. I don't believe that's a good one. Yeah. So after that, it would just slowly escalate. I would give her a hard time. Jeff is always, I mean, they're married at this. I can wonder why that happened. But prior to their marriage, Jeff was always there, not because he liked her or me, but because like you said, like, is it purple? I don't know. Is it purple? He's an instigator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I know where this one's going now. <laughs> so almost every event, regardless of where it is, what we were doing, it would somehow escalate into, I would, Lexi would say something accurately about me and I would take offense. I would say something smart to her. She would flip me off or something like that. Jeff would then slowly slide something onto the table between us. And then that person would get hit by it. <laughs> so I think it started with just basic stuff. Like it was a hot dog at a lunch and it had some, like we had beans and chili and she said something. I'm like, hmm. Oh, Jeff handed me the spoon with beans. So I just threw beans all over Lexi. Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> yes. Rufio. And so she was upset by that, but then it would continue to progress. Uh, she would. Uh, she, 
Perhaps you would like to tell the grilled cheese aspect of it, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I, so, Lexi, I think this was the event that she made feast for, like, or, or yeah. near it anyway. Yeah. She was sleep-deprived completely, and a sleep-deprived Lexi is one of the best things for Amphgard. <laughs> not going to lie. Bad She's things for Jay. Very <laughs> delirious. Yes, very bad things for Jay. Uh, delirious, and it's great. Um, so... We were just hanging out in the feast hall, um, and there was probably eight of us. I know mm-hmm. Chops was there, me, Jay, Flo, maybe? Yeah, Flo was there. Um, and then we were hungry. I don't remember exactly how that started, but we decided we wanted food. Um, I think we were promised grilled cheese for the Traveler's Feast or something like that. And then uh, that was on... Cade and or Kazan to make or something. I don't remember exactly. No, Cade no? was a superhero because it was supposed to be made. I think we missed it and we were very whiny and Cade got tired of us whining <laughs> and went into the kitchen. Shout out to Cade. Good guy. Oh, those grilled, they were the best. They were the cheese. best grilled cheeses of all time. So yeah, he just made us food. So he <laughs> makes them and because we're whiny and he made, I don't know, probably five of them. And like Mm -hmm. I said, there's like eight or 10 of us sitting around. So, you know, slim pickings. So he brings them to this nuclear hot and sets the, 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 the stack of them on the table. And so Lexi is delirious and really hungry at the same time. Right. Prior to this, somehow or another, she got a stick with like a nail or screw in it and it was waving it around very quote unquote dangerously. I don't see any danger to it. Um, <laughs> I did. Quote unquote dangerously. It's a, it's a stick with a nail in it. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't remember. There's some other thing. Chops tells it pretty well. Cause he was very scared at the time. It was great. Um, but at this point, Jay's like, I have to get a sandwich before Lexi. I'm going to keep Lexi away from getting sandwiches, I think is where your head was at, right? Yep. Yeah. So he dives in both hands, but he splits a grilled cheese sandwich with one of his hands and he is getting literally burned. And then it was he, fresh. <laughs> and he like picks his hand up and it's, it's like, you know, bread cheese hand other side of bread and cheese and Lexi grabs it and just pulls it off his hand while it's burning and eats it. (laughs) Yep. She was, she was gone at that point. My hand was scalded. She told me to suck it up because she was, she, she was happy at that point. She had the hand sandwich, (laughs) but we would continue at that point. I think later on, she just, she threw one of the sandwiches at me at that stage. I'm sure it's something along those yeah. lines. So then next I'm trying to plan. So this is a future event. Again, oh, yeah. This is where the egg yeah, happens, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, Jeff, why am I friends with you exactly? <laughs> I don't get it. So it's a Halloween event. It's not specifically. Well, there's like a quest-ish. It just yeah, happened it to fall around. somewhat themed, yeah. So we were, the lanterns were doing uh, like a breakfast feast, I think, or something. Yeah. We needed eggs. Lots of eggs. Oh, we ran out of eggs. Quick to the store. Jeff, come with me. We go to the store. We get the eggs. And I go, ah, I'm going to egg Lexi. This will be hilarious. Jeff, I believe you guys were dating at this point. Yeah. Like, Jeff, do you have a problem with me? Pelting your girlfriend with eggs? Absolutely You're not. Like, That's the best thing ever. It'll what? be really funny. What a great idea. So <laughs> I'm thinking I've I've got it. 
perfect plan. Here we go. So we go, we make all, oh, we're running out of eggs. Okay, I can't. I grab one egg. But to, to preface this, this egg, we, I don't remember if we put them in the freezer or something well, like that, right? So I grabbed that one egg and I told everyone in the kitchen, this one's mine. Oh, that's how that happened. I was unsure where that started. Okay. Yeah, like, You're not allowed to use this. This one's special. And they're like, why? You can't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever, Jay. Well, I had to hide it. So I put it in the freezer. So now it's court time. They're doing whatever. I'm like, ah, this is the time. I think Lexi was regent or something. She was at head table, I think. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. it would have been a very big public egging. Well, I pull it out of the freezer. And again, I, I said before, I can't read. I mm-hmm. didn't know how freezers work. <laughs> so I got the egg and I went, oh, no, I can't throw this at Lexi. This will kill her. It's a baseball at this point. Yeah. And then she died, Your Honor. So yeah. I go over and I'm like, Jeff, look. Bang, bang, bang. Jeff nods. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Ah, My so, squire, ladies and gentlemen. So for the rest of court, I'm literally sitting on this egg trying to thaw it out. I'm like, okay, okay, we, we can do this. But court's now finishing. Now's my chance. Bang, bang. Nope. I would like yeah, to. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jeff's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, now, now, get her now. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I got to wait. So we go out. They had a campfire. I'm like, okay. So I'm palming the egg towards the campfire, trying to thaw this thing out. <laughs> You're hard boiling the motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I'm not a bright boy. I never said I was good at this, but I'm like, I've got to get her. So I finally get it so it won't kill her. And I'm like, all right, Jeff, we're going in. So Jeff's on the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like I walk over. I'm like, all right, I got her. Bow. And I just slap her on top of the head. And I run because I'm a coward. <laughs> so Lexi, in her mind, she's like, damn it, Jay. Just what is that? Is it slowly running down? She's like, oh, God. Well, brand new to the triads. I am not in the triads. Jeff, were you in the triads at this stage? I think you were. Did I? I don't remember if I was in before you or not. I can't remember. No, no, we got in at the same time, but I left before you. I think oh, you were still yes. in. I th- yeah. Yes, I was yeah. in that that time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hosh enters the story. Hosh is a brand new triad. Now this is fresh, young puppy Hosh. It's not changed, As opposed to puppy Hosh now. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. But <laughs> one of the, the triad, in the triad rule book, uh, what is it? Uh, 4.3 back the bros play. Yeah. That we have numbered rules. He's not kidding. Yeah. So Hosh backs the play. Hosh does not know me. I've never met this fine, stocky, able to bench press me. Gentleman. I believe I had a small hand in that doing, but more I'm, than a small <laughs> hand in that. he double fisted that thing. <laughs> so, Hosh, who doesn't know the situation or me, sees his company bro get slapped in the head by something, and then this goobery guy run away real fast, cackling maniacally. Well, he's got to back the bro's play. He's got to defend the honor. So he takes off after me. Zeb, I think he just likes hurting me, goes like, ah, time to hurt Jay. He runs off. I'm getting bum-rushed. Jeff... Knows where I'm going. (laughs) Heads me off at the pass. So now we are in the kitchen. You fucker. Oh, yeah. And the whole time he's like, he's in here. He's in here. So we get into the kitchen. 
as now I'm wrestling Hosh, who is easily twice my size. He's very strong. Zeb, and now Jeff, because Jeff's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. he starts bringing in the trash can. He's like, guys, put him in the trash can. <laughs> like, go away. At this point, the one thing I, my odd superpower is I can just be the sweatiest, grossest guy ever. <laughs> you can't keep your hands on me. So oh, they... Hosh can bend rebar with his bare hands and he can't keep a hold of Jay. At this I point. survived gun. Gun could not beat me in a wrestling match because he couldn't hold on. I just kept shooting out in different angles. It's like a, it's like a cartoon. Yeah, whoop, whoop. exactly. So Hosh has me by the legs. Zeb's got me by the arms. Jeff is playing trash can duty. and They're trying to scoop me into the trash can. Flo is accidentally there. He's like accidentally. He just wanders into the kitchen. He's like, he's legit. I'm pretty food. sure he was accidentally there. Like yeah, 100%. I wasn't, I wasn't privy to the egg smashing. I wasn't privy to the chase, the, the, uh, uh, jolly, uh, romp around the camp or whatever it was that happened. <laughs> yep. And I didn't know that everyone had ran into the kitchen. I came into the kitchen because there was still milk from feast and I was going to steal a glass when no one was looking. Yep. <laughs> so he was there. I'm struggling against three grown men trying to put me into a trash can. They never got me in. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I accident, I'm flailing and I kick at Flo and it got really close. <laughs> Flo angrily looks at me. Jay, did you just kick me? Like, no, sir. No, sir. I did not. I see you've got a glass of milk. Did you know there's cake over there? Angry face turns into happy face. Cake? We've got cake? Like, right over. I'm still struggling, flailing, trying not to go in the trash can. Three people trying to pick him up. And this I, is literally no exaggeration. That 100% happened. And I turned away from the three people struggling to stick my fr- sweaty friend into a trash can and walked over and got some cake to go with my milk. Yep, like, bye, Jay. Bye, Flo. Because if Flo joined in, I was doomed. So we're still struggling. And then all of a sudden, I see stars. It's just whop. What? Lexi joined the fight. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So, oh, yeah. In her mind, because when you're, we're, we are both sleep deprived. That's just how we exist. Physics don't apply. So she grabbed a metal spoon and scooped a giant blob <laughs> of butter. It was oh. so big of a blob. Like fist size. So in her mind, she is going to swing this to fling the butter at my head. No, she missed. I got hit with a metal spoon that had butter on it. That's just mass at that point. Yeah. yeah. So like, dunk. And I just feel my brains, essentially. <laughs> like, what is that? So Zeb and Hosh both drop me because they're like, that's assault. We did a crime. We got to get out of here. It's illegal now. Dude. Jeff, again, I, he just grabs a trash can, maniacally, like, shifts over to the side to watch. <laughs> I turn to Lexi, and she's like, that didn't work out as I planned. <laughs> and honest to God, Max, again, the most lovable, kind soul. I love this man. He's there, I guess, to defend or help me? I'm, I'm sure he was actually doing dishes at the time. Yeah, Are probably. we sure he didn't have some English muffins in the fridge that he was going to get? Possibly. But either way, he's like, Jay, Jay you got here. And so I'm talking to Lexi and we're like, okay, 
this is kind of getting out of hand. Should we stop doing this? And she's like, probably, because that was pretty severe. No, 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 no. <laughs> Scoop. Scoop. I'm Max. Uh-huh. Are you spooning butter off of my head? Yeah, I'm trying to get it off. The kind soul that he is has a spoon and a paper towel and is taking spoonfuls of butter, just scraping it off my dome. Because there was a lot of, it was, it got all over the side of his head. It got in his ear. Yeah, I couldn't hear out of that side of the, so I'm just like, dude, I looked at Lexi. She's like, all right, yeah, we should probably stop. This is getting out of hand. I can't, we've done something since. I can't remember what. I don't remember either. But it definitely wasn't as severe as that so yeah that's my random amp guard story so as an aside we did have showers at that event but there was no heat for the showers so i don't remember if jay actually showered for that or not but lexi 100 percent did not she went to bed with egg in her hair well she went to bed with butter on my head (laughs) yeah because both of you were already severely sleep anyone that's ever done feasts and things like that in an event can kind of identify here but severely sleep deprived um yeah that was that was a a good time i while all of that was going on while you guys were were fighting talking max was cleaning your ears out i was eating cake it was wonderful you were as happy as could be (laughs) it's good i don't even remember where the cake came from i you know what i saved my life i have to think it was sarah's or something Oh like, yeah, I just I just stole it from her. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so I actually you talked about being an asshole. I want to share a story with you. And I think that I've shared this on the podcast before, so I'm not going to retell the whole thing. But uh in 2006, we were coming back from watching My Night Get Knighted uh in Texas. And uh so in the car is me. Um the girl I'm dating at the time, bear suit, um, you, and uh, Sir Gillen in the back. Um, and uh, on the way back, uh, the, now Texas, for those that don't know, is full of armadillos. I'm sure that there's other life oh, forms God. there. But <laughs> uh, but it, it's just absolutely packed. And, and we're driving at night, so they've come out to like get on the road to absorb some heat or something. And uh, we see one on the road, uh, bear suit's driving at the time, she is, uh, she is a super, super animal sense. She loves all, all of the cats and dogs and squirrels and birds and everything else. Right. And so we have enough time because Texas is just forever. Um, we have enough time for her to go, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? Just, just straddle the, uh, armadillo. It'll be fine. Just because I, we were in a echo that has high clearance and, uh, it wasn't the echo. It was a, uh, passenger van right no no, no we were echo. in the echo at the time oh shit okay i had a toyota echo um and so we uh I just just straddle it it'll be fine dear it'll pass right underneath the car it waits until we're about five feet in front of it and, and we fi- finally notice it's kind of coiled up like a spring and boom, the whole thing just pops up into the air and it we're doing because she sped up because she wants to get past it quicker so she hits this armadillo doing, I'm going to say, 80 miles an hour, <laughs> and it explodes. Pieces of armadillo shell go everywhere. Armadillo bits go everywhere. And 
Katie holds it together for about five seconds. That's bear suit. Holds it together for about five seconds. <gasps> and it's like a cartoon. There are tears just streaming up in little rainbow arcs around her. And <laughs> I talked to her for almost 15 minutes. Calm She's down. To trying to calm her down. I, I'm Sweetie, it's okay. You didn't mean to. There's nothing that you could do. I mean, we can't go off to either side of the road. We did the best that we could. And who who knew that armadillos jumped? And she's finally starting to get her shit back together. And she says, kind of is like this, this last little bit that she needs. Do you, do you think that it... I'm okay. I said, okay. She said, do you... Do you think that it felt anything right before it went? Or do you think that we were going so fast? And Jay interrupts from the back seat and says, probably the bumper. <laughs> and she immediately starts crying again. She cried for another 30 minutes. I failed sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. What I'm worried about is this is you after passing sensitivity training. <laughs> Two wives for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but... This was a whole lot of fun. Thank you so much. Um, the, it was fun to have you on. Uh, we have been doing uh, quite a bit of uh, Out of Kingdom People, and by the time that this airs, we'll have a lot of exciting ones coming up, guys, which doesn't mean anything to you because you'll hear them first. Uh, but I love coming back and visiting someone that, uh, that we've known for a long time, kind of having some goofy stories and things like that. And yeah, did you have something... I, I apologize. I don't know how much time we have. I would like Doesn't to matter. share another story about that trip briefly about murdering our friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. You so, do that. I have to pee. So I'm going to just. Uh, yeah, you just shell his R on out through yep. there. He broke, he broke the seal on that. And I'm going to break the seal on this bottle of water. Yeah. So when you have friends, when you make friends, you should be kind to them. You should love them, support them in any way. Currently, our culture is definitely pushing for that. Yeah. Back then, that's the disclaimer. We didn't. We like Jeff. I shouldn't be friends with Jeff. He has hurt me more times than I can remember. Flo also. I don't hurt people. You've put I, me in so many. You bad make other people situ- hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, probably. So on that same trip to Texas, and it was an echo because that's how we broke it. We were in. So Katie's driving. Bear suit's driving. Flo is riding shotgun. I have Sir Gillen, Zeb. Next to me, I'm in the back, and he, historically, we used to take turns driving. We'd take shifts. He stopped doing that. His solution was, I'll give you money, and then I don't have to drive. And we were all young and poor. Yeah, so so it worked out great, but it got to the point of like, all right, guys, I really can't. Can you take a... He would literally sleep through the entire trip. It's so, his superpower. And so we were very upset by this. We drove however long and we were hungry. So we swung off to get some food out of Popeye's. We did not have a Popeye's here at the time. So like, ooh, I've never eaten there. Let's go eat there. So we yeah. all decided to stop. He is passed out. He's not waking up. So I say, too bad. We go in. Flo, Bear Suit, and myself enjoy a very lovely meal at the Popeye's Chicken in <laughs> wherever we were. I don't know if we even made it to Texas at that point. I don't remember either. I just remember that when we got out, 
it was, and I'm not exaggerating here, 103 degrees. I'd never been somewhere that it was actually 103 degrees. Yep. Steam or the heat waves coming off of the parking lot pavement. Yeah. We left Zeb in the car. With all the doors and windows shut and rolled up. Because, and we weren't even trying to be mean to him. I We're was. just that thoughtless. Like, we really are just that thoughtless. No, he, he while sleeping, snuggled up with me a bit too much. So <laughs> I maliciously left him in the car. <laughs> so as we are finishing our meal, we actually see the car door fly open and... While the heat waves are coming off of the pavement, almost fire comes out of the car. Oh, yeah. And he just pours himself out of the car. He He's is a puddle. Dripping sweat. He is dehydrated. He is miserable. He staggers in. We have our sweet teas at the ready. We're like, hey, buddy, you have a good nap? He's like, <laughs> he couldn't even curse us, he could not talk. He's like, we need, oh, no, we're just leaving. Come on, get back in the car. He's, we wouldn't do it. So we ended up watering the poor boy. We got him back to health. Yeah, I think we sat there for almost like an hour and a half, two hours trying to, and that is one of the only times that he, Gillen, Sir Gillen has been legit mad at us. I mean, like the other time I'm sure is the second time we did that to him. Yeah, we did there's do been that a lot of times again. he's been really mad at me, so I can't say that, but. Yeah, be better to your friends, folks. That's that's what we're trying to get at. We are bad people, bad for our friends, really, but eh, be better than us. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the uh, story. That was a that was a fun one. Watching him melt out of the car and then look over towards us in a haste because he has no idea where he is. He sleeps so soundly that he didn't know that we had left the state. He didn't know that anything had happened. He went to sleep and woke up and thought, "Oh, they've just stopped at a." At a gas, you know, station. gas station somewhere or something like that. So, um, but no, fun story. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it's fun to have you on. Um, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you to Vidalia for uh, working on some art in the background for us there. Um, the, I want to give a, I want to give a show. It, it is nice. Yeah. I want to give a shout out here to Vidalia has Looks just like me. <laughs> <laughs> that has hair. That doesn't look like you. Um, the, uh, I want to give a shout out here too. Vidalia has been doing some art and has recently turned them into magnets. We're going to leave a, a, a link to that in the description, but they are baller um, and everybody should own uh, own some of these magnets. Uh, Especially Jeff's. It looks creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Excellent Christmas gift. Yeah, just in time for the holidays. Stocking stuffers. Put them on all your I enemies. Mean, this fridge. episode is coming out on Christmas Day, so if you're hearing it now thinking, God, that'd be a good gift, you done fucked up. But, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Listen, you don't actually put links in any of them anyway. Like, oh, we'll put that in the link in the description. You have yet to do that. Okay, so one of them I genuinely fucked up. This most recent one, uh, the guy never sent me the links and the clarifications on them. I am still waiting. I am still left on red. Do you hear excuses? I, I hear. Oh, it's it. great. Um, for the Dame Linden one, which will already have come out at this point, I actually have all the stuff put together, and the YouTube video is just waiting to premiere. Yeah, like the links are there. Awesome. So. The uh, uh, but thank you so much for joining us, uh, guys. I wanted to give that shout out to Vidalia. Everyone should go buy those, but it'll already be Christmas, so it's too late. So I'm thinking New Year's gifts. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Cabbage, you want to go ahead and roll us out? Nope, not at all. By the time this comes out, I will have recorded a new outro and a new intro for the podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed that and enjoys this outro. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube or Spotify to get notified about new episodes. And make sure to follow us on Facebook for announcements and more.